bless you. I praise God for you. Thanks for joining us again here. I'm Frank Mickens with Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries, and we continue to prophesy into 2023. This is our third installment. This time we're going to be taking on famine, famine. I've been hearing this word famine for months and months. I began to see the economic changes back in 2021 in the spirit. The Lord started showing me it was going to begin in 2022, and the Lord has been ministering to me about how it's really going to take further shape in 2023. So he started showing me in 2021 that it was going to start manifesting in 2022. And now he's ministering to me and saying that 2023 is going to bring even more uh, financial upheaval. But he does not want you to be afraid. He wants you to be of good cheer. The Lord does not have fear in his love. Fear has torment. And so those of us who are experiencing fear have not experienced his perfect love. In fact, everything that he does is to bring us closer to him, to reveal himself to us in his multifaceted ways and his multifaceted character, one of which is he is your provider. And so how do you know you need God until you need him? You've got to experience some times where you need God to show up so he can show you that he is God, that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. So yes, may you have peace as we go into this word. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm just so thankful and grateful for an opportunity again to prophesy into the hearts of your people, to speak edifying, strengthening words to your people, to warn them, God, to even correct them and direct them. I pray that you take over my mouth now, now God. May fire shut up in my bones now be released into the hearts of your people. May it burn those things that have been dormant, God, and awaken seeds that have been on the earth, God, waiting to spring forth. I pray that this wildfire that you shut up in my bones, God, will burn away that which is dead and gone, that does not need to go with us into the future so that we can see new growth in the spirit as well as in the natural. God, I ask you now, move me out of your way and move me into your will fully now. Take my tongue and my mind and prophesy to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so part one and part two for 2023, we've gone into those. Now we're talking about famine, and there will be two famine messages. So this is number one. So months ago, and if you've been uh, connected at all with our ministry, you know we've, I've done at least three uh, previous posts, podcasts, and YouTube videos about famine in 2022. The Lord began to show me these things in and I was sharing them with you. So I'm going to try to truncate what I've already said, but it is related so that we can go into what the, the Lord is saying about 2023. So the Lord has shown me torna a tornado, that the, the, the coming changes that we're going to see in, in the atmosphere, in the, in the economic cycle, the coming things that are happening in the culture as a result of what's going to happen with the coming recession will be a tornado to some families. You need to protect your family. You need to begin to pray and ask the Lord what it is you need to do, and he will speak to you. But I kept hearing famine over and over, and I kept seeing the Lord saying it will be a protracted pr recession that people need to prepare, save and prepare, seek the Lord for guidance with income. And I heard brace for impact, meaning prepare. We are called to be juniper trees in a famine. Juniper trees in a famine. We are to seek the Lord for our provision, he will provide for his people. And he says, do not fear, for I am with you even until the end of the age. So I, I want to talk about what God's going to be allowing in the earth and then his purposes uh, behind some of those things. So I saw an economic clock and I was with angels and they were in this office and they said that the Lord was coming to inspect the clock, that the clock was perverse. The clock was not right. The clock was out of step with with the spirit of the Lord. And so I, I, I saw this clock and it had a ticker on it. It was the stock ticker. And I also saw images of people who were high up, higher ups in the financial industry. And all of a sudden, and I'll skip to this part, 
the screen went black and I knew it was a reset, an economic reset that was going to be uh, put in place so that the Lord could weigh the economic system on the scales and that it would be more righteous. It is out of balance right now. And the Lord sees what the wicked have been doing. The Lord sees how people have been mistreated, how people have been oppressed by the financial system. And the Lord's coming to judge it. He's inspecting it and he's going to institute change, a, a, a blackout, so to speak. And it'll be quick. It's not going to be like a massive long term uh, shock to the system, but it will trigger a long term recovery, a long term judgment, a long term refashioning, a long term fixing, a long term uh, renovation of the economic system. And we're talking about the global system. And I want to focus on what I said about juniper trees. So if you read uh, in the book of Jeremiah, it talks about this, that that we will be like juniper trees in a famine. We get to a famine. We're not following the Lord. We get to parched places. We're not following God. And so the world system we know does not follow the Lord. And so the Lord will institute famine or drought. He will institute a dried up uh, earth so that people will be forced to draw deeper to find God in a place where where nothing else is working. That's the heart of the Lord, that we will still survive. Juniper trees survive in the desert. They just dig their roots down really deep. And that's what the Lord wants for his people. And that's what he wants for people that are not yet in the Lord, that they will become like juniper trees, that they will be those who are planted by the rivers of water that will bear fruit in their season, that whatever they do shall prosper. Amen. And so God allows these circumstances. God's going to allow this recession. God's going to allow this protracted recession to reset the economic clock. But his heart is really on people. So what does he want us to do? He wants us to learn. He wants us to learn to worship him at higher places on the mountain of worship. Listen to what the Lord says in Matthew chapter 28. It says uh, in verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. This is a time appointed by God for the people of God to go up on the mountain in the midst of a, of a famine. God is calling you into a place of worship. Mountains represent worship, but they also represent what? Being nearer to the Lord. He's calling you higher. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. This is what a lot of people are going to be dealing with. You're going to be called into worship, calling to prayer, calling to cry out to the Lord, but you're going to be battling doubt. But listen to what Jesus says in Matthew uh, 28, verse 19. He's in verse 18, rather. Jesus came and spoke to them and said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So in the midst of a recession, you can take it to the bank. And that is a, a, an irony. I didn't mean to have that, uh, that, that double entendre, take it to the bank. But this is talking about finances. You can have all of the security in knowing that Jesus said, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. He is in total control. He is in total control. And the Lord also showed me the why we're going to be going through this. And I'm speeding through this, but I need you to hear this. Part of the reason why is because what we've done to unborn children, what we've done to unborn children, the Lord, and you can put this in your notes in Jeremiah 32. I'm going to go there. Jeremiah 32, beginning at verse 29. It's amazing how the Lord leads me to these verses that I've never really spent that much time praying about and spending time with because of the appointed time for the release of his word. In Jeremiah 32, uh, beginning at verse 29, it says, And the Chaldeans who fight against this city shall come and set fire to this city and burn it with the houses on whose roofs they have offered incense to Baal and poured out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. So it's the idol worship that brings forth the judgments of God, that bring forth 
the judgments of God. And listen to what it says in verse 35. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Molech, which I did not command them, nor did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. So we know not just in America, but all over the world, we have legalized abortion. We've seen the galvanization around this issue, around people who just want to see abortion. And we've seen this so-called victory in the, in the Supreme Court, but the victory in the natural court did not bring us a victory in the spirit. We're still seeing people ending pregnancies in great massive measure by pills now. They're ordering pills to end their pregnancy. So the spirit, that demonic spirit of Molech, also called Milcom, is still uh, in the earth. It's still operating. It still has its clutches on the minds of people, and it's bringing forth a, a, uh, a judgment by the Lord. He brings judgment because of the things that we have done. He brings judgment in the name of the Lord. Listen to this in verse 44. Men will buy fields for money, sign deeds, and seal them, and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin in the places around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the lowland, and in the cities of the south, for I will cause their captives to return. What is he talking about? After we have economic calamity, the people of God, the righteous, will then go right back to buying property, to doing the things that, that should be done uh, in a normal economic cycle. The Lord has shown me the, the stock market is not as secure as some people want it to be uh, known as, but he's also shown me the enemy's plan. The enemy, I saw this spirit of fear. I saw the spirit of fear on uh, September 10th, and it, it was holding a huge bag of tricks. And in the bag of tricks was fear. So fear manifests itself, but it has tricks to pull people into fear. So the enemy's plan with the recession is going to be to make people doubt and fear, like we just read in the book of Matthew. But you can take it to the bank that God has given Jesus all authority of heaven and in earth. Do not fall for the tricks. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I prophesy sound mind over you as we enter into economic uncertainty. 1 John 4 and 18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So that's the juniper tree. The Lord wants you to be firmly planted, deeply planted on the mountain, worshiping Him, experiencing His presence closer to Him so that you experience His perfect love, not love that you've not yet experienced. You might not have yet experienced the security of the Lord in the midst of economic uh, recession or the midst of economic uncertainty. The Lord wants to show Himself to you. He says, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. What is he doing? He's perfecting us in his love. He wants to deliver us from the wisdom of this age. That's another thing the Lord is doing. So the enemy's trying to make you afraid, but the Lord's going to deliver you from the wisdom of this age. First uh, Corinthians two and uh, seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages of, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. So there's a there's a there's a knowledge of this age, there's a wisdom of this age, but the Lord is trying to deliver us from that in the name of Jesus, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. True faith is in the power of God, not the wisdom of men. We've got a lot of mixture in the church. We trust a lot of man-made wisdom, but the Lord wants to deliver you out of some of the things that are uh, natural and some of the things that are common and into uncommon relationship with the mind of God. First Corinthians 2 is a good place to start when you want to pray. Also, the Lord wants you to know that he has an assignment for the people of God to provide relief for the poor. This comes from Acts 11. We're going to go there where Agabus came and prophesied 
about a coming famine. Glory to God. Acts 11, 28. And this is where we can minister to people. And it turns out to be an evangelistic mission. People are going to see us living in Goshen. And they're going to be trying to figure out how is it that you have peace? How is it that you that you have enough? And you'll be able to minister to them because God is going to appoint us as his people to provide relief. And it says Acts 11, 28. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all of the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. The church will become an outpost for the abundance of God's love being procured into people's lives by physical means, food, finances, paying people's bills. If you're a pastor, a church leader, pray and ask the Lord how you are to be positioned during economic upheaval to shine light in the midst of the darkness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, do I have time? God is delivering us from the fear of man. This is the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17. He's delivering us from the fear of man. So, so he says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. He wants himself to be your strength. So that's the juniper tree again. He wants you to be as a shrub in the desert. This is Jeremiah 17, verse 6. And you shall not see good when, see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. So the, the way we've been out of step brings us into this deserted, this desert land as a shrub. And then it says, but blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. So this is the hinge where everything shifts. So we're in as a shrub, the desert, and, and we are inhabiting parched places in the wilderness. But blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord and, hope, and whose hope is the Lord. There are going to be people crying out as they're in this deserted land, and they're going to find themselves blessed because they're going to put their hope in the Lord. God's going to bring people into his bosom through the recession. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And listen to this. God doesn't want you to be afraid of men. He wants you to be fearing him, reverencing him, honoring him, seeking him, desiring him as your heavenly father. He says, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. That's what God is going to be doing in the midst of this economic downturn. It'll be unstable. It'll be uncertain. People are going to have doubt, but he's going to be calling you to the mountain to worship him in spirit and in truth, to find him in the desert, to cry out to the Lord and put your hope in him. So then you will be as a tree planted by the rivers of water. You'll be a juniper tree surviving. And then God's going to bring you to, to a place where your roots go deep down in that parched earth and you still find more than enough. We're going to talk about Goshen the next time we get together. That's going to be part two of this famine portion of the prophecy into 2023. May the Lord prepare your heart for what is coming. I want to pray for you right now. God, I prophesy to the hearts of your people that they will not fear. You will not fear. You will stand in the presence of the Lord. You will stand in the evil day. God bless him. I pray that you'll pray in the spirit 
in the name of Jesus. I pray you will find the Lord because you will search him with all of your heart. I pray you will seek the Lord continually. I pray you even seek the prophetic word so that you will prosper. Glory to God. I pray for that word, God, in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, that we will receive the word of the Lord and we will seek the pure prophetic word that we will prosper. We won't rely on man, but we'll rely on you. We'll put our hope in you and know you even better. That is our prayer and our declaration in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, God is very concerned with the soul condition of the body of Christ. The body of Christ has a soul condition, a collective soul. We are the bride. We're not the brides. We're the bride. We're the virgin that he's coming back for. And right now, the earth has not yet seen the door open in the, the wedding chapel to, re to reveal the perfect white robe bride. We're still working on it. We're still in the in the... Uh, in the waiting room, being prepared to be unveiled before the world. That's when they'll all stand and turn and watch us as we head toward our Savior, Jesus Christ, standing at the altar. We'll be approaching the altar, walking down the aisle, and everyone will watch the bride and turn and watch the bride as we head toward Jesus. We've not yet gotten there yet. He's preparing us so that when people pay attention, as they should be already, they will see a spotless bride beaming and keeping her eyes on Jesus. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. The earth will have its eyes on us. The people who are not yet in the, in the Lord will have their eyes on us. Their eyes will be fixed on us because we'll be so different, so bright. But our eyes are going to be on the Lord. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. I pray you behold the face of your father every day that you see the face of Jesus, that you see the suffering servant, that you see the glorious uh, Jesus Christ on the cross dying for you, and that you see his scars that he shed for you. He is so beautiful. It is the beauty of his holiness that brings us to repentance, his goodness. And that is what we're going to shine forth in the earth. And they will come. There will be an awakening. But we first have to see the fullness of revival in the body of Christ, in the Lord's church. Listen, if you're interested in uh, sowing into this ministry, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com. We are encouraged by you just even paying attention to what the Lord is saying through this ministry. But if you want to pour into this ministry, we certainly can use it. We are in the midst of a $20,000 campaign to fund our international mission work in 2023. We have been invited to go to Nairobi and Khalifi, Kenya. We've been invited to go to Uganda to minister prophetically and preach and teach and train seminary students and pastors and members in some of the hundreds of churches that have been planted there by Numa Ministries International. We've also been invited to go to Central and South America, maybe even in the Caribbean in the coming year for gospel crusades where tens of thousands of people will be coming to the Lord for salvation, healing, and deliverance. We'll be prophesying and preaching, laying hands on people, getting the sick healed by the power of the Spirit, setting people free from demonic oppression, casting out demons. This is what we're going to be doing across the globe. And we ask you to consider praying uh, and asking the Lord if you could give into this ministry. You can do that. Even sign up for our prophetic prayer alerts uh, on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. That's also where you can find a whole lot of our previous teachings and prophecies for your good. I praise God for you. May he be glorified in the earth as he glorifies his name again and again in your life. Until next time, go in his peace. God bless and I love you. See you next time. Thank you.